you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Thank you, Amelia, and how's it going, A's fans? Welcome to episode 291 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and on today's episode, I got some news to share with you guys. If you follow us on Twitter, you know where that's going. Uh, Also, uh, going over the A's loss to the Royals, that was not a lot of fun. Got some other little updates from the minor leagues as well, and then in an article on the San Jose Mercury, I guess it's just the Mercury News Group right now, not the San Jose Mercury News anymore, uh, they interviewed Dave Cavill, and he said he wants to increase the A's payroll if they get that ballpark. So I'm going to talk about that in the third segment. So that's what we got coming up for you guys today. But before I get to any of that, today's episode is brought to you by Stat Hero. And Stat Hero is the first ever daily fantasy sports book that gives the player the advantage. Go to stathero.com slash locked on for 300% back on your first play. Uh, also, make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. Uh, I did not go live on Thursday. I will go live on Sunday for you guys. Uh, wife came home early from from lunch or, you know, she stayed home from lunch, uh, just wasn't feeling good. She had some other stuff to do uh, that she could do at home. So uh, did not do that. But I will be going live for you guys on Sunday. And if you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockdownAthletics at gmail.com. So first things first, let's go with uh, with my news, because it's the thing that I'm way more excited about than the A6-1 loss to Kansas City, and that is, uh, I've given some hints, and uh, I'm going to go over some of the examples here in a second, but um, I found out a not three, four weeks ago that uh, my wife and I are pregnant, and that's been very, very exciting and fun, and Today, well, as I'm recording this on Thursday, we got the genetic testing back. Everything's low risk. Everything's looking good, which was a little bit of a concern given, you know, that we're a little bit older and whatnot. And then, you know, the higher risk bracket and all that stuff. So we're low risk. So everything looks good on that front. We're very, very happy about that. And uh, they also said that we're having a little boy, which is uh, really, really cool. Um, I guess I think that we just kind of been planning on having a little girl just because uh, when we found out that we were pregnant, that she was pregnant. Um, we, it was the size of a blueberry and we just started calling it a her for no reason, no reason whatsoever. Uh, we were wrong and now we're having a boy and that's very, very cool and very exciting. I, uh, I am the last male Burke in my line. So I get to continue the name and rah, rah, rah. So that's kind of fun. Um, and just a couple of things that I wanted to go over, you know, I've been planning this a little bit for you guys when, when I got to tell the podcast audience and whatnot. And, um, there have been a few instances where, uh, I, I could have, you know, just told you immediately, uh, one of them were, if you follow us on Twitter, you know, that we do those, those videos after the games, you know, recapping the game and all that stuff. And, uh, there was a game when they were, the A's were in Boston, uh, got out of hand. It was a blowout. And, uh, there was, you know, discourse over whether or not I should be allowed to go to a bookstore, 
um, when, when there's a blowout, like, what do you do when there's a blowout? Do you keep watching the game? Blah, blah, blah. And uh, that, that was the day that we found out that, that we were going to have a baby. So uh, I was like, hey, you want to go get some baby books? So we were getting baby books. That's why we were in the kids section at Barnes and Noble. Uh, we had, you know, just meandered over there. and like, oh, would this be a good book? So uh, that's why that video was recorded at Barnes and Noble. It's because I was picking up a how to do everything kind of a book. And it's been very helpful. Uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed that. Uh, just knowing what's going on with my wife on a week to week basis and you know what to expect from my end and all that stuff. And it's been a uh, pretty cool. So, you know, I'm trying to be engaged in all that stuff. Um, there was another video that I recorded. Um, it was just a couple of days ago where I recorded it in the hallway because my wife was asleep on the couch. Um, she is exhausted <laughs> like all day, every day. It has not been fun, but, uh, we were getting to the end of the first trimester. There's only a couple weeks left there. So, uh, we're very excited about reaching that milestone. Um, and, you know, moving on from there and, you know, just getting very excited. And, you know, the second trimester we keep hearing, it's the cake trimester. We're very uh, happy to just, you know, feel better and get a little bit more sleep because uh, her sleep's been a little bit more regular. That means my sleep's been more regular. So that's just been, you know, fun in general. And then um, there was also the, the podcast that we did a couple weeks ago when, and you know, especially with the, the Las Vegas, uh, you know, Dave Cavill being in Las Vegas and all that stuff. And the A's potentially actually moving. And uh, I, I wanted to say then that, uh, th this could suck because, you know, I went to A's games at the Coliseum with my grandfather and my dad, and that was a lot of fun. And we didn't know whether we were having a boy or a girl yet or anything. Uh, but you know, just that, that same lineage and just having that same experience with, you know, my grandfather who is not uh, with us any longer and just sharing that same area with my child who we knew was coming. Um, and that, that's, Something that I didn't get to tell you guys. And I was like, no, I'm a little bit bummed. And then I had uh, Matt George from Locked on Kings on. And he's like, I want to go with my kid. And I'm like, I want to do that too. But I couldn't tell you guys. Um, he knew, but we, we were keeping it off of social media and stuff like that. So uh, now people know we're it's not on Facebook or anything like that. But it's on Twitter because my family does not follow me. So that's... Uh, <laughs> Uh, they don't go on Twitter very often, so that's fun. Um, but yeah, that, those are just a few little things where I was like, oh, I would love to tell you guys right now, but I can't because we're, it's just that you want to get past that first trimester, but everything looks good. So I was like, I, I feel comfortable right now. And, uh, you know, it's just been, I, I've been having faith, you know, uh, finding random reasons for, uh, why I think that everything's okay. And, you know, just getting through the day to day challenges and, you know, worries that you have, um, just a matter of finding the bright light and just focusing on that one. And that's what I've been trying to do. And, uh, it's been working for us. Everything's been doing okay. So, uh, and just wanted to share that news with you guys. I'm very, very excited. We did not have a first name picked out. We do have the middle name picked out, though. Uh, and that is going to be John Thomas. Because uh, her dad's name was John. My dad and my grandfather are named Thomas. And uh, I think it was the day that my grandpa passed away. We were, we were on our way to Tahoe. But we are like, hey, we need to go stop by and see grandpa. Because, you know, he was in hospice and all that stuff. And uh, he waited about 15 minutes until after we got there. And then he passed. And, uh, you know, that's you know not a special moment but you know I, I had a feeling that that might happen that he was waiting for me for that one last time and uh, we were you know continued on you know hours and hours later um, and 
we were we stopped to go get drinks or something like like uh sodas for the for the road and uh, i was like hey what about you know like a like a thomas burke or you know uh, john thomas as a middle name or something like that and so we've kind of stuck with that to you know honor our fathers and stuff like that so uh that's kind of where we're going since we're having a boy and we're gonna figure out a, a boy's first name at some point in the next seven months we'll probably go with a couple and then once we see them uh we're, we'll pick it on the spot but um you know that, that's where we're going right now and we're very very excited and uh, we're just happy that we're having a healthy baby that's <laughs> my birthday was just a couple you know, last week i guess and uh, everybody's like well what do you want i'm like i just want a healthy baby i, I don't care about presents i just want a healthy baby because we've been uh we've been trying for a while so uh that's exciting and there's, there's no way I apologize for starting the show on this and, and not the, you know, the locked on a stuff, but, uh, there was no way that I could keep this under the hat for any, any length of time longer. This had to be the first segment because, uh, you know, I, I try to be open and honest with you guys about just things that are going on. I started the week with that and now I'm ending the week on a personal note. So, uh, that's, that's just how we're doing it. But I got more coming up for you guys. Just, you know, more A's related stuff coming up for you guys. Got minor league stuff. Hey, how did Trevor story do future a shortstop Trevor story? How did he do in his return from the IL in Miami. I got that update for you guys too. So stay locked in with Locked on A's and I'll be right back. Do you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising? The game is rigged against us. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tools and more time. We don't stand a chance. And that is why we are introducing Stat Hero. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares us to beat them. It's us against the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. You name the stakes, winner take all. You will have the advantage, and Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. Uh, I have played on you know other fantasy, other daily fantasy, and it is tricky. I'll be like, oh yeah, this guy's going to be do good. And I have a killer lineup and it's still not good enough to beat the, the regular Joes like myself and stat hero. I, I, did it once and it was uh hey here's we, we got, we're taking the cleveland indians lineup and they they pick you know four guys from the cleveland indians lineup and then you know aaron judge so you got to pick four guys from one team and then you move on and pick one other guy from a different team and it's your guys against their guys and it's fantastic it is so much more fun you are totally in control and stat hero is dfs the way it was meant to be one on one play stat hero now and change the odds go to stathero.com slash locked on and sign up for free right now you can get three times back on your first play they're giving you 300 percent match that's unheard of go to stathero.com slash locked on stathero.com slash locked on rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers they have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps motor oil and even new carpet whether it's for your classic or your daily driver get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door the rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? 
Go to rockauto.com right now and see all of the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their how did you hear about us box and let them know that we sent you. They have amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. Usually I talk about the A's in the first segment, but this was a, a special episode. So uh, if you guys it, generally like the A's, make sure to follow the podcast wherever you like hearing podcasts. Uh, follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter and in the locker room app. I'm going live on Sunday for the Sunday afternoon game. So uh, be there or do something else. <laughs> also make sure to email us any questions that you got to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's get into the A's 6-1. to lost to the Kansas City Royals. And first things first, the, the big news, if you listened to yesterday's episode, my crossover with Ryland Styles, you know that we got a little bit of a wager going on. Um, I'm not sure what the bet is. I mean, I know what the, the stakes are. I just don't know what I lose if I lose or win if I win. But I assume that it's, uh, you know, hat on uh, profile picture, something like that, because that's usually what we do uh, in the Locked On family. So that's that's my hope is that uh, if I lose this bet, I have to wear a Royals hat that's not even on my actual head. But but anyways, uh, the, the bet is who has more hits in this series, Salvador Perez versus Matt Chapman. And I know that Matt Chapman, not the best guy to pick. He's been struggling. And that's kind of why I chose it, because the odds are stacked against me. And Matt Chapman needs a kick in the pants. And I figured that picking him would set him on fire and help me secure the W for this weekend series. And also, um, I thought that it would be a little bit more fair because Salvador Perez is a catcher and he's probably not going to play in one of these games. So I thought that, you know, I get four games, he gets three, but his player is better. So that's kind of what I did as I handicapped myself a little bit on that one uh, with the odds and whatnot. So a uh, quick update on that one. And that is uh, Salvador Perez got a hit on Thursday night and uh, Matt Chapman did not. So I'm down one to nothing. Still three games off to play. But uh, let's get into the actual game here. The A's lost six to one to the Royals. They're now 37 and 27. Frankie Montas looked really, really good for most of this game. He retired 13 in a row, which was fantastic. He ended up going six and a third, giving up five hits, three runs, two of those were earned. He gave up zero walks, which is fantastic. You love seeing that from Frankie. And he also struck out eight. So overall, it was a pretty good Frankie Montas start. The, the big bugaboo for the A's here was that they didn't get any hits or runs or they had one run in the entire game. And that was a Jed Lowry solo homer off of uh, former A's legend, Mike Miner. And uh, yeah, that, that was the ace offense for the entire game. They got three hits in all nine innings. And so uh, they got to do better than that. And I think that they will. It's just, you know, weird things happen, especially with guys like Mike Miner, who are just changing speeds and hitting their spots. Uh, the A's sometimes have tr trouble with those guys. And uh, they, they had trouble on Thursday night. So it happens. You know, baseball is baseball. And also the Royals had just lost five games in a row. And so this the win for them snapped their losing streak at five. And uh, sometimes those teams are the most dangerous because they are due for that some of those, uh, those lucky bounces. And the A's... And they didn't play poorly in this game. There was that the ball that got bought by Matt Chapman. It was ruled a double, but uh, that was a big play in that seventh inning against Frankie Montas. Uh, he also made a fantastic leaping play, which if you follow us on social media is plastered all over our social media right now in our new episode graphics. So uh, 
keep an eye out for those. Uh, also, thank you to Amelia Schimmel, who introduces me. She's She introduces all the A's, too, but she introduces me at the beginning of the show. She's the ASPA announcer. She also likes to dabble in just creating images for no reason whatsoever, except for they're fun. Uh, and I asked her if I could use them. She said, go for it. And uh, so those are our new image graphics, courtesy of Amelia Schimmel, the ASPA announcer. She's fantastic, and uh, we're best friends. But moving on, um, Jesus Lizardo also pitched an inning in this game. He went one inning, gave up three hits, three earned runs, which really made this one uh, not look as pretty as it could have. And two of those were on home runs. Uh, Jorge Soler and I believe Benintendi, somebody else had a home run too. Um, so that wasn't great. And for the longest time, I've been looking at the A's home record and it, it hasn't been great, mostly because they're 19 and 18, which at home you want to, you know, show out for your fans and the A's are usually a pretty good home team. Uh, maybe it, the weather has been a little bit cooler and whatnot, but um, so I, I just did some quick math and I was like, oh yeah, remember when they started one and seven? That seems like a long time ago. So lately, or since that, you know, first homestand against the Astros and the Dodgers when they didn't win any games, uh, when they were one and seven, they're 18 and 11 at home since. And that's actually a lot better um, than you know, just by looking at their, their record, you're like, oh, okay, well, they've actually played very, very good after that first week. So uh, take that with a gr little bit of a grain of salt. These are actually decent is uh, all I'm going to go with there. And if you take out the run differential from those first few games, that just that first series against the Astros, and you add 24 runs or whatever the hell I said it was, you know, uh, last week, uh, they've actually got like a plus 30 right now. So they're looking a lot better overall. If you just take a little bit of, you know, just remove a little bit from when they weren't the team that they are currently. Um, obviously, you can't do that because you got to take the wins and the losses as they come. But uh, moving on just real quick. And uh, I just want to talk about Trevor Story just real quick. I know that I, I did a whole trade episode on him just a couple of days ago. So if you missed that, go ahead and listen to that. Uh, just, you know, how I'm taking the rumors and what a p potential package could look like, how he would fit on the team with Elvis Andrews and all that stuff. Uh, I covered all that stuff in that episode. And uh, he also came back from the IL on Thursday night against Miami, against Trevor Rogers, who is a front runner right now, I believe, for the NL Rookie of the Year. He has been a fantastic pitcher. I uh, wish we had one of those. Uh, actually, the A's got a bunch of those right now. Their rotation has been so good. Uh, but Trevor Story, anyways, he went one for three with a very, very weak single. I believe it was like 76 miles an hour off the bat with a negative 17 uh, degree launch angle. So not necessarily how you want to hit it, but it got through and he got on base. So good for him. He also had a walk and a strikeout in that one. So, um, yeah, Let, let's see. His numbers aren't near quite as good as we would hope right now, but let's see how he does over the next couple of weeks. And then we can see if we like really, really, really want Trevor's story. Um, right now, I think he'd still be a pretty good upgrade, but whether or not he'd be the upgrade that I think that we all have in our minds, that, that remains to be seen. So we'll just take a little bit of a wait and see approach on that one. But I also want to talk about, just real quick about a couple of other uh, A's minor leaguers right now. And that is, uh, well, first off, we got AJ Puck. I wrote down his stuff. There it is. Um, he has thrown 10 and two thirds innings with the Las Vegas Aviators. Uh, he has not been great so far. He's given up 16 hits, and that's good for a 348 batting average against. He has a 178 whip, which is extremely high, especially in just short bursts out of the bullpen. Oh boy. Um, so yeah, 10 and two thirds innings pitched, 16 hits. 
12 runs allowed, so that is an ERA north of nine. He's given up five home runs. He's walked three, which is actually pretty good. I, I like the walks, but he's giving up so many hits, he doesn't have time to walk anybody. And he's also struck out 16 guys, so a strikeout rate is fantastic. Uh, so if you're holding your breath on seeing A.J. Puck anytime soon, I think that we got to wait probably until at least the All-Star break to see, you know, he's got to start putting some solid performances together before he gets a whiff of Oakland, I think, at this point. So maybe, you know, a, a couple weeks ago I talked about maybe the A's bullpen's actually in a pretty good spot right now. And also Trevor Rosenthal, he's on a throwing program. Maybe he can come back in the middle of uh, August. So that's something to keep your fingers crossed about. Uh, and if A.J. Puck is able to join him, then all of a sudden A's bullpen looking really, really good. But uh, there's... Some question marks. The A's may have to go after an arm uh, at before or at the trade deadline. But uh, a couple other guys. You got Nick Allen, who has returned to the Midland Rockhounds after his time with the USA uh, qualifying team. He went three for five last night. He is now hitting 291 with a 762 OPS. Uh, not bad. And not bad at all. I will definitely take that 291. Also, you know, double A, obviously. But Elvis Andrews has also turned turned it around a little bit. So they can the A's can kind of take their time a little bit more with Nick Allen. It's not as big of a push to get him or you know somebody to play shortstop right now. And Andrews has been playing pretty good defense. His bat's coming around. So uh, there's not as much of a necessity for Nick Allen to just be rushed right now so uh you know we'll probably see him maybe in september when rosters expand and all that stuff or maybe you know at some point next year but he's always a hot topic so i like to give updates when i can um also one other guy that's been fantastic is 19 year old tyler soderstrom the a's number one prospect in their system he's also their uh first pick first round pick of the 2020 draft uh he had a game on thursday you guys he went three for five two home runs, five runs batted in, giving him 26 RBI on the season. He also scored three runs. He is now currently hitting 316 with a 760 OPS. He raised his OPS, his on-base plus slugging, by 70 points in this game. And that's what happens when you know you have a one really good game with a couple of home runs just like a month and you know a, a week and a half into a season. Uh, yeah, you can raise it by 70 points in one performance like that. Um, before this game, he had ranked 28th in WRC plus across all of, you know, a ball, um, well, not high a, but you know, the low a league where he is. And, uh, that was before Thursday. And then after Thursday, they don't, they didn't update the WRC plus. So I'm not sure where that ranks currently, but he is now eighth in OPS. Cause, uh, I could just look that up wherever else and just, Put him wherever uh, he was. So yeah, now he's now he's eighth in OPS as a 19-year-old in A ball. So he is uh, now tied as the youngest player with uh, Mariners prospect. He's the num Mariners number six prospect, but they've got some really really high-end talent. So I'm not sure where he would rank in relation to Tyler Soderstrom, but Noel V. Marte, also 19 years old in A-ball in the same league as Tyler Soderstrom, uh, they have almost identical stats. It, it is eerie, but uh, they've both been fantastic this year, so uh, that should be a lot of fun to just see them progress and uh, see who makes it to the majors first. So uh, yeah, that just wanted to update you guys on some of that stuff. But coming up on the show, talking about Dave Cavill's talk with the Mercury News and uh, saying that he wants to spend a little bit more if the A's get a ballpark. So uh, let's talk about that for a second. So stay locked in with Locked on A's and I'll be right back. 
Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all of the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info on all of your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, hockey, which has been so much fun, and also the UFC or MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get in the game as teams try to keep their playoff hopes alive. Head on over to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKED ON. And that is why everybody says that Bet Online are your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter and in the Locker Room app. And if you guys have any questions for me, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. And today on the Locked On Today podcast, does a college football playoff expansion hurt Notre Dame? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. But I still got a segment over here. So before you jump over to them, make sure you, you hear about uh, Dave, what Dave Cavill told the Mercury News. And that is uh, that Dave Cavill would like the A's payroll to be in the top five to ten in baseball. Which uh, that is that is a jump from uh, what are they like twenty third right now? They've spent eighty six million dollars, I believe, is what they said. Uh, that is that would be fun. That I would yes, please, please do that. I've been saying for you know on this podcast for months now at least because uh, you know I gave it some thought and I was like, hey, if the A's had like a one hundred and twenty million dollar payroll, they would be a juggernaut, and that's you know only thirty thirty million dollars more. That's not double their payroll, which is basically what it would take for them to get to the you know top five to ten or at least the top ten let alone the top five because uh shana rubin of the mercury news said that uh if they doubled their payroll that would get them to roughly the 150 or you know not a little bit over the 150 but the cubs are right around 150 uh for their payroll right now and uh so yeah doubling the A's payroll would get them a lot closer and the dodgers are like at 250 so they're not going to touch the dodgers but it feels like Maybe, just maybe, the A's could beat the Dodgers if they spent a little bit more money. Um, And, you know, I'm not going to talk about, oh, is it feasible or are they going to do it or not? I want to just talk about, like, what they could do if they did spend a little bit of money. And just, I got two quick points before I, you know, let you guys go for the weekend. And uh, one of those is, obviously, they could go after some big-name free agents. Uh, Trevor Story's about to hit the market. You think that they want to go after Trevor Story? Yeah, they can go after big market free agents. Uh, Every year, I'm like, okay, well, if they do this, and then maybe maybe they can go after, like, Bryce Harper, or they can go after, like, Shohei Otani, or, you know, whoever the, the free agent has been in previous years. And if they are spending money, they could actually go do that. And that'd be amazing. Um, and especially with the history of the A's and obviously the Giants have a little bit of a, a, a leg up just because they've won some World Series and pitchers want to pitch there. Do hitters necessarily want to go there? No, a lot of guys have just said no to the Giants. So that is something to consider. The A's have that history. They're just the, I mean, they're the the underdog, the consistent underdog. And you think that a team would, or that a player would like to come over to this team and be like, yeah, I'm going to be the face of that franchise for the next 10 years. That's me right here. Uh, I think that there there are guys out there that would want to do that as opposed to being just another guy on the Giants and, uh, you know, being part of their system or whatever. Uh, the A's have 
some some guys that I think other guys like to play with. And so that is a, a selling point, I believe, that could just vault them over the Giants, potentially. I, I know that this is all speculation and whatnot, and they don't have the recent history to su- suggest that, uh, you know, it would be worth their while. But if they're spending money, that could talk. So, uh, you know, just obviously going after big name free agents would be a lot of fun. But the underrated thing that I think that is not going to be talked about as much is, you know, specifically in this year, um, when there, there are some upgrades that the A's could make right now. One of them could be, you know, doing something with Steven Piscotty. He's got one more year left on his deal. They're not going to probably be able to trade him because he's been, you know, okay. And also his ties to Oakland. I don't want to get rid of Steven Piscotty because of that. But if you're looking at just on-field performance, could they use an upgrade over Steven Piscotty or, you know, the third or fourth outfielder, whoever's playing right field, could they use an upgrade in right field? Yes. Yes, they could. Um, and this is one of those things where if you are just going to be brutal about it and, you know, be like, hey, Steven, sorry, man. Um, they, they could just eat that money. $7 million is not a ton. It's a ton for the A's right now. It is almost not quite 10% of their, of their budget right now, but it's close. But if you go double that, that's 5% of their budget. It's not that bad. It's, it's even less than that, actually. Um, so it, it makes it so that you can eat some of those contracts. The Giants, I made fun of them for years for having so much dead money on their on their books. You know, Barry Zito's barely pitching and he's making, you know, $20 million. Or Tim Lincecum, same thing. Uh, Matt Cain, same thing. Just paying these guys to just be on the IL on the roster or be ineffective on the roster. The A's could have that and just cut them if they wanted to and just go find other replacements because the A's are very good at assembling a team on a shoestring budget. Imagine what they can do if they can go spend a little bit of extra money and even 120. I'd be happy with 120, but if they want to go for 150, go wild, Dave Cavill. Uh, So I'm very excited about just the prospect of it. Uh, Do I think it'll happen? Much like the A's ballpark, I will believe it when I see it. So I am very much on the fence on that one. And uh, it's going to take some some shovels in the ground for it to happen. So we'll see uh, what actually happens there. But I think that it would be very, very intriguing. And I think that they could go after an upgrade. Maybe they go after like a Joey Gallo or something like that. You're like, yeah, we can pay him. What is he making? Like $10 million next year? Fine. We We can afford that. That would be, he would be a great piece for the A's right now. Uh, but instead, you know, they might be looking at somebody like more like Ryan Tapia, who I actually like a lot. And nice contact hitter. I'll go over trade deadline, guys, uh, maybe next week. But how many times have we seen it at the trade deadline where the A's get like the, 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 the not name brand guy? What if they went out and got the name brand guy at the trade deadline as opposed to hoping for the best at the trade deadline? That's what I'm excited about right now. It's not necessarily where they start their payroll. It's what they can do if they leave themselves some room throughout the course of a season. That's what I'm excited about. Um, go, go get a big free agent, but make sure that it's the right one. Don't do what the Rockies have done and pay Ian Desmond a whole ton of money because uh, that does not pan out more often than not. So go get that guy to get you a championship that season. And uh, if the A's spend money like that, I think that they, I mean, I don't want to throw the D word around, the dynasty word, but they'd be really good, you guys. They'd be really, really good because they know how to compete. So uh, that's all I, I got for you guys this week. Um, you know, I'll probably do a mailbag episode for you guys uh, next week as well. I got some questions already, so I, I'm ready to go. I just got to do some research and whatnot. So I'll be working on that over the weekend. But uh, ho- I hope you guys all enjoy your weekend. And until next time, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland. And I will talk at you on Monday. Monday.